The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre recorded. Warning You're about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Dom, I'm declaring this one. A Biden Building Bridges Thursday edition. Welcome to it. <laughs> thank you, Crudy. Great to be with you. It's it's infrastructure week, literally. Nate, thank you. Working the board. A lot of a lot of requests today, man. I appreciate you following through on all of it. Of course, our fair audience. Happy, happy Friday Eve to us all. Well, I forgot the whole Friday Eve concept. Yeah, man. Never, never too early to start thinking about the weekend, is it, Sylvia? You've been slacking lately, Crude. You probably got a long nap today. You don't even know what day it is anymore, man. I'm here to remind you. Well, thank you for doing so. I am here (laughs) to remind you this could be the greatest radio show ever. Usually is. And always your fine booking of our good friend and colleague in broadcast, James Santel, former U.S. attorney, always friend of the devil's advocates, the very gracious jim santel joining us in the five o'clock happier happy hour and we'll talk about trump's big day in court he was on the stand today breaking trump was in court giving testimony today and some of the video testimony and lordy dom there's prior tape yeah a little damning put a hush over the courtroom we'll share that with you we promise we promise we'll get to that and you've been trying to work in some some threatening video of extortion plots against Carrie Lake, right? Carrie Lake. And Maga what, Arizona... Carrie Lake. <laughs> I know she recorded what, some Arizona GOP. I think it's the head of the GOP. Formerly, he's now stepped down. Uh, we got the recording of that, a few minutes of it. Uh, it's it's pretty entertaining. We'll play that for you as well today. I can't wait. Well, you're going to have to stick around for all two hours. But let's start with Joe Biden in the great state of Wisconsin. And all the political who's who's went to meet him. Dom, I saw Tim Walls, the governor of the great state of Minnesota. Shout out to our friends, 950 AM KTNF. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony Evers, obviously the governor here of the state of Wisconsin. Tammy Baldwin, U.S. Senator, our favorite, the unbeatable Tammy Baldwin, was at the bridge today, Dom. The unopposed Tammy Baldwin? <laughs> to this point, effectively unopposed. <laughs> and Joe Biden was in the northern this is like the northernmost tip of Wisconsin, right? The yes. the bridge between Duluth, Minnesota and Superior, Wisconsin. And this used to be and still is a pretty blue part of the state of Wisconsin. And so anyways, Joe Biden going to bring home the bacon to very northern Wisconsin and this bridge. He's building bridges, Don, literally, literally. As Donald Trump inches closer to capturing the Republican nomination for president. Now, why did they bring that up before they even mentioned Joe Biden's name? 
President Joe Biden returned to an area of the country decimated by industrial outsourcing and emblematic of the fight before him. Biden today visited the Wisconsin border city of Superior in northwestern corner of the state across from Lake Superior's St. Louis Bay and Duluth. Ah, that's Minnesota, folks. Two blue communities known as the Twin Ports that used to rely on the heavy industry and mining. And little shout out to our friend Dynamo Dave up there in Duluth. I hope he's our cub reporter today. If, if you know, you can give us any local, do so, Dave. 844-967-2789. But, Dom, now they are surrounded, this Duluth Superior, by an area that has grown more favorable to Trump as those jobs have evaporated. Now, Larry Jacobs, director of the Center for the Study of Politics and Governance at the Hubert H. Humphrey School at the University of Minnesota, said this was a rock-solid Democratic core. Over the last 20 years or so, that stronghold is gone. That's a little bit sad, Dom. Got to win it back. Well, bringing home the bacon might do so. And Biden spoke to his supporters gathered at the Earthrider Brewery in Superior and seized on the economic trends, showing growth outpacing the fall uh, of inflation, touting his administration's work to boost job creation by focusing on infrastructure projects, including a new $1 billion plan to replace a key bridge connecting the twin ports. And Dom, we got some sound, do we not? Nate did the hard work gathering it for us. Let's share it with the audience. We do a billion dollars, man. That is one hell of a bridge. Joe Biden, the president in Wisconsin today. Uh, Nate, thank you for your work. Let's do cut number five. Going to have infrastructure decade, not just week. He didn't get on my watch instead of infrastructure week. America's having an infrastructure decade. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That contrasts <laughs> yes, a little. A, a little. Uh, let's keep going. The president in Wisconsin today cut six. He stripped good paying jobs and shipped them overseas. Why? Cheaper labor. Rather than pay you a fair wage, ship it overseas. Lower wage costs and then import the product. Denying Americans jobs. Yeah, but really great for the stockholders, right, Joe? Uh, Joe, the president determined to invest in the infrastructure cut seven, please. How in God's name can we have the strongest economy in the world if we don't have the strongest and best infrastructure in the world? It's not possible. So we're determined to turn that around. We were determined to turn that around in a big way. Yeah, in a big way. Uh, the Blacknick Bridge cut eight. This investment is going to make a huge difference. Less traffic. Fewer car accidents, faster commutes to your jobs and schools, <clears throat> quicker response times from fire trucks and first responders <clears throat> when every minute counts. Goods are going to get shipped quicker and commerce will flow more freely instead of having to detour. Did I hear a Bernie huge? This is going to be huge. huge. Uh, strong economic growth. We have some reporting today, man. Uh, the ec economy is doing very well. I think what, 3.1%? Year over year, uh, last quarter at 3.3% GDP growth. Higher uh, than expected. Yes, higher than expected. Uh, President Biden on some of that growth. Cut nine, please. The experts from the time I got elected were insisting that a recession was just around the corner. Every month there was going to be a recession. Well, you know, uh, we've got really strong growth. Really yeah, strong GDP growth. growth uh, stock market growth. Uh, and inflation also coming down. We'll get to some more of that. One more from President Biden in Wisconsin today. Please play the cut 10. Our, my predecessor recently said he was actually hoping for the economy to crash. His quote. 
hoping for the economy to crash. Can you believe it? Uh, well, he said he's hoping because he hopes it happens soon while I'm still president. That's what he's hoping for. Well, thanks to the American people, America now has the strongest growth, the lowest inflation rate of any major economy in the world. Uh, some more on that. The Wall Street Journal reporting, as mentioned, U.S. economy grew 3.1% over the last year. The resilient labor market supported strong consumer spending and brushed aside uh, a feared downturn. A year ago, economists saw a recession very likely and projected an anemic 0.2% growth for the year. Instead, the last year's gain was a sharp pickup from a comparable 0.7 advance in 2022. Again, 3.1%. They're predicting 02 the year was capped by a fourth quarter, which the economy grew at a 3.3 seasonally and inflation-adjusted annualized pace, fueled by household and government spending. Quarterly reading was a slowdown from the summer's 4.9% pace, but still a healthy rate. Uh, James Knightley, chief international economist at ING, it's been a really strong year for economic growth. The consumer was meant to roll over, and they didn't. Uh, the expansion will continue into 2024, perhaps slowing down a little bit. Maybe the Federal Reserve will lower the interest rates. Uh, but coming in for a soft landing, the final three months of the year looked a lot like the soft landing the Fed officials have been seeking to achieve. Growth was strong. Employers added nearly a half a million jobs and inflation cooled to an annualized 1.7% rate below the Fed's 2% target. That's great news. Now, granted, you know, it was Inflation was high over the last couple of years, but we're down to where we need to be. And let's not forget, we also talked about what the greedflation, over 50% of that, that, that inflation going to the pockets of greedy corporations, not entirely uh, because of uh, supply chain issues due to COVID. How can you blame them? That's part of their corporate mandate, is it not, Tom? <laughs> you got to make money, baby. I got a couple more quotes uh, attributable to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel here. Things are finally starting to sink in, Biden said to the crowd, of economic message reaching voters. This bridge is important, but the story we're writing is much bigger than that. When you see shovels in the ground and cranes in the sky and people hard at work on these projects, I hope you feel a renewed sense of pride. Biden is seeking to boost voters' views of his handling of economic issues, in part by focusing on projects that will create jobs in sectors squeezed by outsourcing. He used the visit to announce new funding to replace the 60-year-old Blatnick Bridge on Interstate 535, connecting Superior to Duluth. Funding for the bridge, which spans the St. Louis Bay, will come from the bipartisan infrastructure law and is part of the $4.9 billion investment towards 37 transportation infrastructure projects across the country. Again, Dom, that's bringing home the bacon. A little bit more from the president. For decades, people talked about replacing this bridge, but it never got done until today. And uh, one more attributed to the President Joe Biden. We started investing in America again. Our infrastructure used to be the best in the world, but over a period of time, we stopped investing in America. We stopped investing in ourselves. The funding for the projects, which the Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg this week called the next generation of cathedrals of American infrastructure that will help shape the economy also includes $8 million to expand a safety rest stop for trucks on I-90 in Sparta, Wisconsin. Again, the president comes to our fair state, Dom. Sorry I didn't make the trip. A little bit of a haul up the Superior, but I'm <laughs> right. glad to see that the 
governor of the state of Wisconsin was there to greet, as was Tim Walls, the governor of the state of Minnesota. Tammy Baldwin, she was up there. Everybody. Well, the Democrats were. I didn't see the Republicans up there. Hmm. You know, this is this is obviously great news. We need the infrastructure. This is a 60-year-old bridge. Lots of bridges, you know, old in this country. We got to replace them. We're doing it. President Joe Biden, they're doing it. The uh, Inflation Reduction Act, we're doing it. The last administration, they didn't do it. They talked about doing it. They didn't do it. Are you happy Republicans cuz the Dems are doing it? I'm just happy the work's going to get done. I'd be you know, I'm a results-driven guy, Dom. I don't <laughs> yeah. care about effort. Right. I'm all about right. outcome. Come Get back with us. We'll give it a little more effort on the other side. 844-967-2789. The Devil's Advocates. Making radio great again. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. You can join us on the lines at 844 Six seven two seven eight nine. Dominic, Joe Biden in the state of Wisconsin building bridges, literally, at least delivering the money to build those bridges, and uh, you know, hopefully making inroads, creating a democratic stronghold. You got to win the state of Wisconsin, and let's not let's not assume that Minnesota is in the blue column forever. You got to win Minnesota. I mean, this is the part of the electorate that if they don't support Joe. It's all over about the crying folks, but I feel quite confident when the president gets to come to my backyard, well, five, five hours or more away, but it's a big yeah, state. It's close enough. But when he comes to Wisconsin and he can talk about bipartisan achievements, investments in infrastructure, building bridges, I mean, that's the good stuff. You know, we've. I, well, that's what just, I mean, come on, this is the basics of government, man. You know, fix the roads, make sure the infrastructure is there. That's is one of the purposes of government to provide for the general welfare of its citizens. Well, I do recall they did have a problematic bridge once upon a time in Minnesota. It's been some years it's now. Terrible. Uh, yeah. But that was a tragic uh, accident uh, when that bridge fell. Uh, folks, we are the Devil's Advocates, and we always welcome your participation in the big show, 844 nine six seven two seven eight nine but let's contrast for just a minute dom all right while joe biden's bringing home the bacon getting stuff accomplished building stuff for the people of wisconsin and minnesota what are the republicans in the great state of wisconsin doing what was their elective oh <laughs> well let's call it their legislative action today dom what were the gerrymandered republicans doing over at the legislature today uh crudy our friend jesse point over at the milwaukee journal sentinel she says this assembly Republicans voted Thursday to pass a bill banning abortions after 14 weeks of pregnancy, despite a certain veto from democratic governor, Tony Evers. Why, why even bother going through the motions? Republicans. Well, they've also put some trickeration in this bill down because even if Evers were to, you know, get bumped on the head and sign this thing, this does not become law without an April referendum going on the ballot. So they're right. throwing it to the voters. But I would point out spring referendums, there's not a Supreme Court race this year on the ballot. So there's no particular interest in this spring, you know, no offense to local municipal people, except as a 
presidential partisan primary for the Republicans because Joe Biden's our guy. So the only ones that are anticipated to turn out April 2nd here in the state of Wisconsin for this referendum would be MAGA Republicans. That's the heart of the Republican base, right? That would support Trump and show up to make sure he beat Nikki Haley, assuming this race is still going on. But these guys are trying to last minute a referendum. And of course, if Evers vetoes it, well, then he's he's a murderer. Like all Democrats are, and they're willing to see children aborted through like the third year of, of grade school. <laughs> so either uh, way, so, so they're it, looking it, it, to paint joke, right? their this opponents politically. Yes, absolutely. Is, it's kabuki theater. Not worth the paper it's written on. It's not worth them showing up to quote unquote debate this. It's not worth going through the efforts, period. Uh, here's what uh, the a bill's co-author, Rep. Amanda Naduski, a Republican from Pleasant Prairie, said, the people should be deciding on abortion, not the court. This bill gives the people a voice. Why would anyone not want to hear directly from the people? Well, I got a great question about that medical marijuana or medicinal or, or recreational, rather. Uh, also, she said during a Monday hearing that she did not include exceptions for rape and incest. This originally, this waste of time bill that will get vetoed by the governor did not initially include exceptions for rape and incest because quote a 14 week time frame is a long enough time frame to make a decision this is again uh, naduski she told reporters that thursday she received a lot of feedback after hearing from people who disagreed yeah no kidding you think so and one of the dems i forget which one it was i believe uh Mentioned, yeah, 14 weeks. Well, what if someone's a 13-year-old is a victim of incest? Do you think they're going to have the wherewithal to understand and know what's available to them? Come on. Republicans wasting our time playing political games. Oh, we're going to throw it to the people. What percentage of the of the Wisconsin voters are going to roll out on the primary day and, and uh, participate in this? Not a big percentage. And most of them, as Curdy mentioned, will be the megas. One quote from Amanda Naduski from Pleasant Prairie Dom that's down in Robin Voss's neck of the woods. The people should be deciding on abortion, not the court. This bill gives the people a voice. Why would anyone not want to hear directly from the people? Well, when you put it like that, Dom, it hardly seems like kabuki theater, this strategery of the Republicans rolled <laughs> oh, out no, last wait, minute for an April referendum. Better. Let, let, let's throw some of the Republican experts out there. Rep. Joel Kitchens, a Republican from Sturgeon Bay, argued that abortion is not health care. Quote, if you believe that a fetus is a human life, then abortion is not health care. In my veterinary career, I did thousands of ultrasounds on animals determining pregnancy and that kind of thing. So I think I know mammalian fetal development better than anyone here. And in my mind, there's absolutely no question that's the life. And I think. The science backs me up on that. So, saw a lot of he's calves a, in your life, did you, Joel? He's a veterinarian, after all. Yeah, I mean, come on. <sighs> How do you argue uh -huh. with that logic, Tom? I mean, you know, way, way to go, Joel. 844-967-2789. Before we sneak off to break again, let's hear from the audience. I think Dick got left behind yesterday. Let's start with him. Dick from Madison. Welcome. What do you got for us? 
Hey, Dick. Couple quick things. Uh, this nonsense with Trump now. He's you know anybody who gave money to Mickey Haley, you're out. You're blackballed. Come on, I, I CJ. Wonder, we're I not still... to that topic yet, man. We'll get there for you, Dick. Uh, okay. All right. But here's the thing, guys. I still, and I've said this to you guys before, I don't think he's going to be the nominee. Something's going to happen. The wheels are going to fall off. And you're watching it just with his meltdown. But get beyond that. Are you telling me that if he was the nominee and the Koch brothers decided to get back in the arena and, oh, no, we're not taking that money. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. No. And then another, one other thing. This is great up in northern Wisconsin, Minnesota, but what I'm sick of, they better get the bird dogs out there and any Republican who wants to run out there for a photo op. The Democrats have got to be there ASAP right behind them. And you did not vote for this. As a matter of fact, you voted against it. I'm tired of them taking credit for things they had nothing to do with. I know I hate when Dom gets some of the super cool attribution for the show. <laughs> I know, Dick. It, it is a little a little frustrating. Uh, but you know, oh yes, this is great. This is going to be a great investment in our community. Did you vote for it? Well, no. I mean, it was it was a Joe Biden bill, and you know, I couldn't vote for it. But it's here, and we're happy. And really, really, that, that's that's how it is. That's how the politics plays out. And you're absolutely right, Dick. They should not take any credit for it. In fact, they should get bird dogged. Bird dogged. Often, every time they show up and claim responsibility for something that they voted against. Like doggedly. Doggedly. Come back with us. We'll get to more of your phone calls. 844-967-2789. We will get to, you know, topic jumping dicks. Future questions about what to do with the Nikki Haley donors. And whether or not you can buy someone out of running for office. Is that corrupt? We'll try to answer that question a little bit later in the big show. Sixty percent of the time, they're right every time. The Devil's Advocates. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Biden Building Bridges Thursday edition. Welcome to it. We're going to have a fine guest joining us in the five o'clock happier happy hour. Our friend James Santel, former U.S. Attorney going to talk many things legal maybe the e Jean carroll the testimony trump on the stand today we'll get to that but uh before we get back to the lines and we do see you callers you can be a participant in this fight exercise 844-967-2789 we insist you participate in democracy and the devil's advocates but i just want to point out something i find a little humorous tom what's that Ah, uh, that Peter Navarro fella, the guy that <laughs> yeah. defied the congressional subpoenas and wouldn't give testimony to the J6. Well, he got sentenced today to prison. Four months, Ooh. Dom. Four months for Peter Navarro. Would you describe Peter Navarro as the sort that is going to lose his mattress on the first night? <laughs> Not only his mattress, also his slippers. Guaranteed. So we've got a little sound, and then we'll get to the phones, 844-967-2789. Again, Navarro was one of the co-conspirators in this larger criminal enterprise. And we occasionally call it a coup, but I know for sure it's a crime. And failure to give testimony, contempt of Congress. And this, of course, this is what 
uh, this committee has been threatening Hunter Biden with. If if he wouldn't come in and give closed door testimony, apparently there's some compromise on that front, Dom. But back to the Peter DeVaro, going to prison, go to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. We got the sound. Let's play it for the people. And little forewarning, there are some protesters, apparently, when <laughs> Peter came out of the courtroom. So, you know, <laughs> bear with the sound. We'll see how it sounds on the radio. Cut 12. Peter Navarro, post-sentencing. I would say that that my standing <laughs> up on this matter, uh, we've already achieved an important victory. The Department of Justice attorneys, after pressure from not just from my defense team, but also from the judge himself, finally acknowledged, finally acknowledged that senior presidential advisors, such as myself, Cannot be compelled to testify. Then why are you going to prison? <laughs> more cowbell, man. <laughs> uh, more from Navarro. I know it's a little annoying, but I find it hilarious. Cut 13, please. I am the first person ever charged with this crime in the history of the Republic. The first senior White House advisor ever charged, ever charged. And, and. <laughs> what my defense team has beautifully done in cooperation with the court has set up a roadmap for all future prosecutions. Now, I think we kind of get the point. There's more sound here. I don't know that we need to punish the audience any further, Dom, uh, because I find the protest really more of the, the meat of the sound than the actual <laughs> after the facting from Peter Navarro because he was sentenced today. That's like a conviction and a sentencing, go to prison, sir. So anything you claim is a moral victory is only that. Go to prison. Try to keep your mattress. Uh, he did say that he will appeal, of course. Uh, my understanding as well, he was also ordered to pay a $9,500 fine. But but a moral victory. Well done. Well done. Again, and here's and maybe we'll we'll get to uh, with uh, James Santella in in the happy hour, but I mean, didn't Jim Jordan also not testify? And Steve Bannon, and Bannon also convicted on this charge, waiting his appeal. Uh, but Jim Jordan failed to testify. He was never charged. My understanding, Dom. I thought the J six panel referred him to the DOJ for criminal prosecution, and for whatever reason, I don't think Jordan got charged. But it's always pretty hypocritical when he's threatening another with the speed of power of the the Congress. <laughs> Don't you know what you're supposed to do? I have the power to subpoena you. Yeah, but you didn't honor it when you were subpoenaed. Well, I mean, you know, that was somebody else's. Uh, yeah, Bannon also convicted, sentenced to four months in prison. Uh, same sentence as Navarro. I wonder if they'll be bunkies. <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be a pair? 844-967-2789. Well, someone, you know, Rudy's going to be looking for a roommate soon as well, I think. Uh, Stephen from Green Bay. Welcome back, Stephen. What do you got for us? Hey, Stephen. Hey, guys. Uh, good evening. Um, so let me just start out by this. Uh, you put an abortion referendum on the spring ballot. And uh, call me a MAGA, because I'll be out there. I'll, I'll stand in whatever line there is to vote on that one. Um, but how is this really not surprising that, A, 
the Republicans sneak something past our noses, or at least they think we do, because apparently the Republicans think that if you're a progressive, you don't know how to read um, basic English or a newspaper. And also, um, is, is, this, is this the best you can do? Republican well, Party? I would point um, out, Stephen, they're not trying to trick the smart listeners of the devil's advocates. They're not trying to trick our base. They're trying to trick their base. Oh, well, then in that case, this all makes sense. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's never going to get signed anyway, Stephen. So it is a an act of futility. It's a waste of time. And then they can say, well, at least we tried and the governor turned down. Listen, uh, 20-week abortion, whatever the Roe v. Wade uh, requirements were, why not just have that and be done with it? And I would point out, gentlemen, the vote in the assembly, the the passage of this bill, uh, 53 to 47, I believe, the numbers. That means a large number of the Republican caucus bled off, did not support this bill going through. Because they've got a two-thirds majority damn near. They've got like 66 of, of the assembly seats. And uh, they only got 56 votes for this bill. Something like that. 53, pardon me. I guess I guess the point I was trying to make is that the Republicans would rather waste time putting through stuff like this than actually doing, you know, what their constituents, you know, put them in there for. Or yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe recall Robin Voss maybe, and impeach Megan Wolf. You know, what their constituents <laughs> yeah, want them to do. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Steven, appreciate you listening, man. 844-967-2789. You can always play along, be a part. Heard this guy early this morning. Uh, my thanks to John and Gordy's show right here in Madison, WMDX, place out 6 to 8 a.m. I joined sort of as an informal guest of the show, 7.30 this morning. Catherine, our pal, Catherine Lake, the program director, was filling in. Gordy on vacation, apparently. So I thought I would add my two cents worth in, <laughs> yeah. but lo and behold, Mark from the sack beat me to the punch. He was the first caller they took in the segment I was joining. And, um, here's where I'm gonna give you a little bit of credit, Mark. I heard you referencing the former governor of the great state of Wisconsin as the wanker. And I thought to myself, I did that. Welcome <laughs> back, Mark. What do you got for us? Hey, Mark. Yeah. yeah thanks guys. And, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Part of the reason I think some of the Republicans voted against it is because 14 weeks is too long for them. They don't, they don't think we should have any abortion at all, period. And, you know, Scott Walker, they reminded, I was reminded of Scott Walker back in the day, oh, women just get over rape, and just, it just takes a little bit of time. Then you accept the fact that you're pregnant and just are overjoyed by your pregnancy if you're raped. That uh, that might be part of it there, but what I originally called in on this, that's not the only nonsense the Republicans are playing, is that they they gerrymandered their maps once again, you know, ensuring, you know, making some Republican seat safe. And what should be happening is, is how the vote, past voting patterns should have nothing to do with how the maps are drawn. Uh, it should be just based on community, the, the community alliance and by population to draw those districts. And uh, that way we would actually get fair maps. That, uh, that here, Mr. Contiguous and Compact again, but you have to have the rules for both the assembly and for the Strictly according to the Constitution, how those districts should be drawn. It should have no political, you know, inf you know uh, interest at all when considering those maps. Well, Mark, that's that's a noble thought. <laughs> what a what a concept. 
Any other noble thoughts for us today, Mark? Well, I, I guess I, I, I'm not not beyond that. I mean, like I could probably come up with something, but uh, I'm just interested. <laughs> right. What was CJ banned this time? Ah, uh, he said a bad word. No bad oh, words, okay. Mark. Can't say bad words on the FCC radio. Uh, but we appreciate you chiming in, Mark. Always love the support. Thank you. Eight four four nine six seven two seven eight nine. I was just about to chastise Mark for failing to call the former governor wanker. And and you and I talked about this off the air. You're, I I obviously <laughs> took some pleasure from the fact that he's picked up my vernacular. And, yes. And you said something to the effect, yes, you like the former president Trump have what lower the discourse lower the discourse (laughs) and and somehow i take pride in that in regards to former governor scott walker you know i've been here the whole time it's just good to see everyone coming around to me man 844-96 join him in the gutter folks 844-967-2789 just keep it fcc compliant or you get banned at least for a period of time we'll just we'll decide arbitrarily how long that time period is uh, what's next, Dom? Uh, well, uh, do we have, do we want to get to the Cary Lake sound? I know we, this is kind of, an I know you do. Uh, you know, I do, man. We gotta, gotta have to get to it. So, uh, Cary Lake recorded, uh, Jeff DeWitt. He was the Arizona GOP chair, the head, uh, of the Arizona GOP. And apparently now, uh, since this recording has been released, uh, he has resigned at that position. Uh, and maybe, maybe you can figure out why Nate, thank you for stumbling through the virus infected sites to drag this sound out for us. Uh, here it was is, his own personal Vietnam. <laughs> here's some of the recording uh, of Carrie Lake and Jeff DeWitt, the former head of the Arizona GOP. Let's play the first one, please. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Uh, this is this is this is back east. They back east. there are very powerful people who want to keep you out. I know oh, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So this conversation never happened. This is crazy though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. People love me. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. Maybe. This is right. Don't don't go. Do you though? I don't get myself in trouble. This, if you if you if you say no, which is fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. I got They're it. gonna have try to have me murdered. Saints <laughs> world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, man. I hear the car, they say the cartel's operating in fifty states right now. Like all fifty. Wow. Okay, so uh very powerful people uh, want, want to keep you out. Let's keep going. Carrie Lake recording Jeff DeWitt from Arizona GOP. Cut two, please. So what, what, what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Forget the who. Let's just say there are people calling around saying, gosh, no, they can't repeat this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't. Because I got offered to buy out. Don't, yeah. Don't use it. Because then we don't lose our it. ability don't to get things done other, in the future. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. 
Like I said, you know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But Just that's a different you know, way of looking at it. But if they're pushing a it. globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? You want me to stay out for two years. <laughs> stay out for two years. Like a non-compete. A non-compete. Uh, right. Uh, one more, please. Uh, do we have time for it? Oh, damn. Okay. We will come back, play the last cut, and then we'll talk perhaps a little bit about this. Um, Jeff DeWitt. I don't want to be very, very clandestine about it. Don't tell anybody. We want you out for two years. Is we'll it corrupt? Well, maybe. But Is don't it? tell anyone. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss. You might be right. I'll get in trouble. We will discuss. Bernie, if you pay me to be off the radio, I might take it. I I don't even see paying you to be on the radio. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come back. More Devil's Advocates. You better earn it, Dom. 844 967 27 Eight nine that goes for all you people. Call to eight hundred two eight two thirty three thirty three or visit starregistry.com. You can give the most memorable gift. The star your name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call eight hundred two eight two. I don't know if you know the Devil's Advocates, but the show is kind of a big deal. Yeah, thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Going back to the phones momentarily, 844-967-2789. want to lay down this last track. Uh, Carrie Lake recording conversation she Are had with the... Are they in a smoke bill room here? <laughs> what's what's the location? Jeff DeWitt. Uh, I do not have... That in front of me. I hope there's some uh, cigars or something. You know, I would. I would hope smoke so. Smoke-filled room, clandestine meeting. Want to keep you out? They're willing to put their money where their mouth in it, mouth is in a big way. So this conversation never happened. Hey, forget about it. Let's hear the last cut uh, from Carrie Lake. There's more to it, but Nate did the breaking it down for us. Play cut three, please. But I'll tell you what I can offer you. But um. I said, you can do whatever you want. It's talking head, this and that. So the, the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, this is back east. Is, is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? And I said, well, what do you want to do? Like, whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not America first. This is about the final death blow to Trump. And I don't think that's good for our country. I love Trump. I might love Trump. It's not good for our country, Jeff. It's not. But at the same time, I'm not even sure Trump can win again. I don't know that he can win I didn't hear that last part, Don. What do you say about Trump? Uh, you know, he said he loved Trump. I didn't quite uh, decipher that as well. You got that, Nate? So what he said at the end where was, I don't think he can win. I don't think he can win. Uh, according to the Washington Post, DeWitt on Wednesday accused Lake of releasing a selectively au uh, edited audio recording of a one-on-one -on -one conversation that took place more than 10 months ago inside Lake's home. 
He also claimed that he received an ultimatum from Lake's team to resign Wednesday or face the release of a new, more damaging recording. Recording what was made public, he said, is not only taken out of context, but also undermines the integrity of private discussions critical for party leadership. <laughs> yeah, sure it does. We'll give you some money to go away. All right, but, but it's a cloakroom uh, conversation. Parties in disarray, right? Let's just say it. They're in disarray. This is Arizona, man. I mean, they're in disarray. I mean, these dudes just left, right? Michigan, they're in disarray. Oh my God, they got no money and they're fighting over what's going on over in, in the state of Michigan. So Republican parties all over the country at the state level, uh, as we know this, because you know Trump is the chaos candidate and he's going to divide people. And this is perhaps an example of that. But how is it any different than a non-compete? You mean like something that would happen in corporation, corporate world, sure. industry, yeah. where, yes. you know, you don't want that person anymore, but you don't want them working for your competition, something like that? Yes, exactly. Uh, I don't see a lot of difference, except when he starts saying, but you can't tell anyone, and the folks back east. I mean, that is quite different than a job offer or the offer of a contract that would give you some financial uh, reimbursement yeah, on, for, for not competing a, a, a in, in, a, in a with a non-disclosure, man. I mean, it's the same thing, same thing. And if, if, if the person, if Carrie Lake or anybody decides to engage, well, then, then they're decide how would it be any different if there was a, a close advisor of perhaps Carrie Lake or anybody in this situation and said, Hey, here's your options. This is what I think you should do. Uh, we got someone over here to pay you to be a talking head, you know, a couple million dollars, yada, yada. You know, I suggest you take it. And then, then you take it. That That's that's great. That's okay. But if it's in this kind of situation, then somehow that's unacceptable. Yeah, because it goes to intent. It goes to the corruption. I mean, Carrie Lake pointed out, this seems pretty corrupt. Yeah, it could be. Because well, how? how? It's not like they were offering her a job. They didn't want her services. In fact, they wanted her to get the hell out of the way. So yes. I would say that this is a corrupt purpose, a corrupt intent being offered here. How do we know this? Because he won't express who's making the offer for how back much. East. Yeah, the guys back east, you know, powerful <laughs> people. And when she throws out there, they want to have me killed. I mean, if you're dealing with Disney Corp, let's say, Mickey Mouse ain't putting a hit out on you. You know what I mean? He didn't. They didn't threaten Ron DeSantis. And he got well, I think this is more about her mindset than the actual, you know, the, the folks back East want her killed. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's at least pretty... in the sound we heard, he didn't contradict her. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. 844. I don't know if I agree with the corruption, but let's get to it. Uh, LA Tom, you're first. Welcome. What do you got for us? Hey, Tom. Well, hey, guys, first off, we the people ultimately are the government, and we must never forget that. Um, second, Dom, I like that, chaos candidate. That's a, that's a good, good messaging. I like it, and that tells exactly what it is. Um, yeah. I just wanted to talk about Wisconsin for a second, and I'd like to ask, I guess, any conservative that's out there, why it is that they would vote for – anybody on the Republican side that hasn't taken the Medicaid dollars. So now you've got hospitals in Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls that are actually closing down. Whereas if you would have taken the Medicaid dollars, which was all of people of Wisconsin, that was their money. Um, why you wouldn't take train money that we in California got. Thank you very much. Um, 
And why it is that you would follow anybody that would say, um, we're going to implement a strategy that's called divide and conquer, when the idea is that we're all supposed to be in this together. So I would love it if anyone could call up and uh, actually um, answer that. Why, why would any of these people that now they go to their rural hospitals and they can't even go to a rural hospital anymore because it's closed down. But if they would have taken the Medicaid dollars, they would still be open. Yeah. yeah That's a pretty question. substantial um, part of the state too. I mean, both Chippewa Falls and Eau Claire, those are adjacent counties. Uh, we play out there on the tap 93.5 shout out. Uh, but in those counties, they're losing two major medical hospitals in two counties, in two adjacent counties. That is a region that's no longer going to have two hospitals. Uh, that is going to be disastrous for the healthcare outcomes in certain parts of the state. Uh, do we have time? Uh, only one minute. Sorry, callers. Stand by our friend, former U.S. Attorney James Santel, going to join us at the top of the hour. We're going to get into some of the, you know, Trump cases. Trump on the stand today, apparently... Not very exciting, apparently for about less than three minutes, but I understood it only took him about 60 seconds to break the judge's order. Did I just hear you tell the callers to stand back and stand by? <laughs> A happier, happy hour with James Santel, as mentioned, friend of ours, host extraordinaire. You can always hear him on the Saturday morning since Tom's already looking forward to the weekend. Better get it out there. Jim does his show 9 to 11 a.m. Saturday mornings right here on the Civic Media Network. But you're going to stick around for him because he's always best when he's on the devils.